This is a picture I did not take of a homeless man, seat surfing in a taqueria, leering at customers, cursing any of them who met his gaze, or worse, following them outside and berating them into giving him money. And when they gave him a dollar, he'd hold it up in the sunlight like it was a see-through and worthless kind of money, and would follow them until they gave him five, which they hurriedly did. And when he sat down across from me and started cursing me, I'd just finished eating, I rose to leave, and he rose too, right on my heels. And when I realized he was too close for my comfort, I stopped and did a quick U-turn, at which point he shoved me, cursed me, and asked if I wanted to start something, at which point I backed away and notified management to keep an eye out for him and his hassles. This is not a picture of him, nor is it a picture of his doppelganger, a man with the same height, face, hair, and mania, whom five years ago pointed a revolver at my chest, demanded my wallet and my date's handbag while screaming at us to look away, look away, a mere 30 feet from the front door of an art gallery on opening night. Nor is it a picture of the certified letter I received a few weeks ago in the mail that told me the doppelganger had completed his cycle of prison, work release, halfway house, and was now free to be back on the streets, his debt to society paid. This is a picture I did not take of a very pregnant woman in a yellow jersey playing pinball early in the morning at a shopping mall, nor is it of a cyclist fully decked out in lycra gingerly stepping out of a massage parlor in rainy San Francisco with his bike on his shoulder while retrieving from his rear jersey pocket a packet of Listerine breath cleansers. This is a picture I did not take of a ditch at a bend in Huff Creek Road in Jasper, Texas, where two dogs sat on a Sunday morning in early November, eight years and change from a Sunday morning of altogether different circumstances. And even though time has passed, and trees have grown up, and there's new grass, old leaves, and even flowers poking up in the fields, the place felt haunted. It was as if there were a sound still in the air an echo from that night that never really faded away. And as I leaned out my window and the dogs started barking and chasing my car, I kept driving, heading toward something familiar. And now, months later, when I feel occasionally rosy about the state of race relations in the South, I think about that place and that bend in the road and what was found there eight years ago and how the dogs looked up at me ready for the chase. This has been an unphotographable podcast from unphotographable.com. For questions or comments, email michael at unphotographable.com. Music provided by Tim Pratt. Thanks for listening.